the plan for the show today was to talk about culture and the multiple cultures that we have. I saw a really interesting video from like a long time ago. I was recording Reform Jellicle with A.D. Robles, and we were doing research on some pastors we were talking about, like Stephen Furtick. And I came across this video, and I forgot where I found it. I was trying to get more context, and I found it. I was so excited. I've never heard of this before, and I was I was watching it. And there's some really good stuff in there that I want to talk about, which is applicable to us, talking about culture and things like that. Because culture is applicable whenever you interact with humans. So if you're in church and your ministry, or if you're a business owner, you're starting a business, or you're just in your career, you need to understand that you're dealing with not just a culture, but multiple cultures. And you yourself are exposed to multiple multiple cultures. We've talked about it before, but it's something we need to bring back up over and over again. Because I was talking to these pastors and they were talking like there is one culture. I'm just, I have a church in this culture and my culture in Carolina or Texas or wherever it was. But we have so many different cultures that influence us, that shape us. And I believe that the better we understand our cultures, the more effective we can be with communicating with people. But then there's the big news. Bloomberg is jumping into the race. I want to talk about that and that what it means to be a billionaire and why you can just do whatever you want. I mean, hey, Trump did it. Why can't Bloomberg do it? Well, they're completely different. And the driving forces are completely different as well. Like we were talking about in Reform Jellical, that the media, the Democrats, the liberals are a big part of the reason Trump is who he is today. So they have them to think. I don't think Bloomberg still has those same drivers pushing for him. This is How to Build Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show. We are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. If you go over to fightlaughfeast.com, put an HTBT in the memo field. I love how I just looked at my mug like it's going to tell me what the email or the website address is. FightLaughFeast.com, put an HTBT in a memo field. You'll be supporting us. You'll be keeping us on the air. Could you imagine a world without the Fight Laugh Feast network right now? The average person listens to seven podcasts a day that listens to podcasts. Could you imagine? Actually, I think I got that statistic wrong. I think on average, the average podcast listener listens to seven podcasts at one time. Like they're, They have seven podcasts that they're listening to. Hey, we got pretty close to that, if not more, on the network. You could be listening to. Could you imagine just having that gone? The void in your life? Don't let that void happen. Go over to fightlaughfeast.com, put in HTBT in the memo field, get the mug, get tons of great content, and help support us as well. You can reach out to me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. Find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. We've got our book club, Man of the House. I've seen the data come in about how many of you have gotten the book. That's awesome. That is a, you know support for the author, C.R. Wiley, and support for us too. So please check, click that link and uh, go buy some stuff and go buy that book and you'll be supporting us as well. All right, Bloomberg. Bloomberg is going to get in the race. He's filing in Alabama. And no doubt it has to do with how scared he is that Elizabeth Warren might become the nominee and could be Trump. And I think it's not a coincidence that it's coming after her plan that's been released and how much it's going to cost and the taxes that are going to be taken from from Bloomberg, the wealth tax and all that. And then also the Kentucky governor lost, Matt Bevin. You have to think that all of these factors are coming into his head. 
And I just want to use this as a great reminder for us of why it's so important for us to strive for success, why it's so important for us to be in positions like Bloomberg is. Now, just imagine this for a second. It was 2016 when we had all of these Republican candidates and just not really one of them besides Trump was really taking the lead. It didn't seem like anyone was going to beat him. What if we had a Christian Bloomberg that was saying, I'm going to jump in the race and I'm going to be the one that is going to be the president. I'm going to run. I'm going to espouse Christian values. I have the money to fund myself. Or maybe it's not 2016, but maybe it's the next election after 2020, 2024, or maybe 2028. See, the more success that we can have, the more money we have, the more we have the ability to do things like Bloomberg is doing. Bloomberg did not like the direction, does not like the way this nominee process is happening. He ran as an independent in New York to be the governor, but, or was he mayor? He's governor, right? Governor, governor, or maybe he was mayor. I'm not sure. I, I can't look. It's too painful to look at New York politics for too long. But he was over there as an independent. He's going to run as a Democrat. And he can do it because of the amount of money he has, because of the success he built, because of the influ- the influence he had. And we hear and we talk about how, you know, Christians say like, oh, you know, he's rich and how bad it is to be rich. And you're flocking and you're, you know, you're, what is it, flocking? <laughs> I'm just not getting my references today. You're like taking the, the skin off the backs of all the other hardworking Christians Fleecing the flock. That's what I was thinking of. And that's in the pastoral complex, but context. But still the same. It's like we have this negative connotation with wealth. And it's not about the wealth. It's about your perspective on it. It's about what you do with it. And look at Bloomberg. He's he's projecting his agenda. He's running on his agenda. He's going to put forth what he thinks is important. What he wants to accomplish. Now, just imagine if us as Christians had that influence, what we could put forward, what we could accomplish. So I, I want to use Bloomberg as an example for us to see the possibilities. Obviously, that's the extreme. A lot of us aren't going to be billionaires, but say like, hey, if we could be billionaires, this is what we would do. And then I want you to take that and apply it to your life today is what influence do you have? What money do you have to put forward what you think is important, hopefully aligned with what God has in store for your life and what he wants you to do with your money? But we should be looking at whatever amount of influence we have from being broke to being a billionaire and think, God, how do you want me to use my skills, my influence, my money to put forth an agenda like Bloomberg is doing. It's just a good reminder of how important it is, how important it is to use our influence for the kingdom of God. I mean, there's nothing more important, right? We're in this battle. We're playing for keeps, life and death. Just again, like thinking about that story of that reporter holding back, 
holding back for three years a report on on uh, Epstein. I mean, our actions have consequences. The actions of that reporter has consequences. She could have used her influence. She could have used her position, her money to get the story out. What can you use your position and your money for the kingdom of God? What can you do to grow that? What can you do to be blessed with more? We have to start thinking this way. The stakes are too high. They're just too high. Now, culture. There are multiple cultures that we all have that we carry with us. And I'm just going to prove it to you with this. You act or you have different feelings and emotions. You have different behaviors when you're at home versus when you're at work versus when you're with your friends. Hopefully you're not changing. I mean, there is that one element of be all things to all people to win some to Christ, like what Paul talks about. But hopefully you're not fake with anyone. Hopefully you're yourself in all these situations. But even like what C.S. Lewis says, that a group of friends, when you lose somebody, when someone passes away, that group of friends, that dynamic is completely different because that person is gone. And so too, in your family life, you have these different interactions with people that create a culture. And you have different, hopefully positive emotions in your family. You have positive feelings. You have people around you that are going to make you better, that are going to encourage you to become more Christ-like. And then you're at work and you have a whole nother set of people. You have a whole other set of dynamics that are creating a whole nother culture. Your parents, when you were growing up, that was a whole nother culture. That was a whole different experience that was shaping you. You acted differently. You became not, you weren't a different person, but just because of the influences around your life, the culture around your life, you were a different person. And the tricky thing about this is you don't lose the person who you are when you leave that culture, but it stays with you. And so you have a person that has a family culture. They have their sports team culture. They have their friends culture. They have their work culture. They have their church culture. They have their, you know, small group culture. And all of these come together to form the person, to influence the person, I should say. Now, I'm not going to go as far as psychologists do and say, like, that's what's responsible for a person's actions and all that stuff. I'm trying to be very delicate and say that you still are you and you should not change. But the fact is, just like when it's hot out, you sweat. And then when you go inside and the air conditions on, I'm in Florida, so this is really applicable to us. You stop sweating. You stop being hot. It's not that you're a different person. It's there's, there's different influences that are making you react differently. That's why you need you shouldn't be hanging out with bad company because it corrupts good people, right? All right. So now let's watch this video. Let me pull it up. Of Mark Driscoll talking about the culture of his church and some of the things he wants us to identify. Here's my deal with Avatar. I thought it was a great movie till the Marines started losing. I I was cheering for the Marines. <laughs> All right. I'm always cheering for the Marines. Okay, the point is, the point is, is you're standing up in a <laughs> I use this service. As an illustration. You're in a service of the Church of Jesus Christ, and you spend all this time going over 
this movie content. That's a cultural connection. You're yeah. known for connecting with the culture. You thought that that was something that you could uh, receive and redeem. And no, no, spent... reject. I hammered it like a nail. Okay, all right, but okay, but you 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 thought it was important enough to devote a substantive portion of a service to it. Everything you do is very intentional. I know that about you. So, um, why do I need to sit in your church and hear this? review of this movie content. Why? Yeah, for me, I want to train my people to think, or people to think as missionaries. And I think today, sermons are preached on television, sermons are preached in music, sermons are preached in film. And there's a worldview, there's an ideology, there, there's a value system, there's a statement of God or idol in all of that communication. And so I want my people not to perceive it as entertainment. I want them to perceive it as theology. I mean, I, I, had, I put on a Hurley shirt the other day and the tag said, uh, believe in yourself. So my Hurley shirt had a doctrinal statement. Right. Right? That we, have a, that we have a problem three, with. Right. From yeah. Genesis 3. Thank you. Fall. All right. So he is talking about engaging the culture, quote unquote. But then he goes on to talk about multiple different cult cultures, the music industry, the movie industry, the T-shirt industry which he's correct that there's all these different cultures that are trying to influence us. They're preaching sermons, he says, and he's justifying talking about avatar and reviewing it because the movie is being used to preach a sermon, a doctrine, something that is counter cultural quote unquote to the Bible and what the Bible says it's preaching a different message. And it's interesting about this too. I'll just say this before we go that James McDonald is so confused about why Mark Driscoll would go and attack a movie at church. It's because the world is using these to disciple us. Like, good on Mark. The, the reason we have gotten into such trouble in our church is because we have let our children, we have let ourselves be inundated with sermons from the world through movies, through music. And all these different cultures are influencing us. And we don't have people pointing it out. And I love what Mark was saying. He's like, I don't want my church to be viewing this as entertainment. I want them to be viewing this as a sermon and being critical about it. I love that. We should be doing that. Another great advantage of understanding all the different cultural influences that can drive and influence us and to do something about it because everyone is trying to teach us something. It's funny, Hurley. I went to the church where the founders of Hurley came from, Calvary Chapel, and they sold the company and that's where he's starting to talk about this stuff. But everyone is trying to influence us with the culture and we gotta be aware of that. We gotta aware about all the different cultures that are trying to influence us. So I really love that. I thought that was a really great point. I'm really excited again that Mark is you know, in teaching again, I love redemption in every form of it and restorations is so great. Be aware of the cultures, go out, see how you can identify it in people and in yourself and go be successful. We'll talk to you next time.